This episode is brought to you by Shank at Golf. Do you ever see a fellow competitor on the course that completely sucks, but they're always surrounded by beautiful women out there? Well, more than likely, they went to shankatgolf.com for their apparel needs. These guys offer extremely high-quality clothing, hats, beanies, bags, anything that will keep you looking sexy out on the course. Use code FOUL44 at checkout and receive 15% off your total order. Keep my eye on you out there and get to shankatgolf.com today. Oh my God, guys. We're back. We're back. This is, I'm going to call this the ginger extravaganza. Oh boy. Because it's just me and my cohort, Gage, today. Not a soul inside. Not a single soul in the room, except for Blondie over here. You know, I, I think Blonde is close enough to ginger to count, right? I, I agree. It's pretty definitely. close. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That voice you just heard was our producer for the episode. My wife, Ashley Stanley, too. She was Ashley after. So te- you are technically Ashley numbered. Ashley Stanley, hashtag two. Because I mean, Ashley Stanley's are where they're at, right? That's true. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is without a doubt. You're number one in my heart, though. That's all that matters. Thanks. Thanks. Well, we've been off for a while now. Weeks. It's been a while. It's been a little too long. Got to get the mood right in here. Got to get right. the vibe going. Now, with sickness, everybody's been sick. Everybody's been busy. Gage has been injured. What's been going on? Uh, you know, man, just work, school, life, trying to get by. I know how it goes. I know how it goes. Are you? Is your shoulder doing any better? It's getting much better. I was uh, cleared to start working up, out my upper body uh, last week. So I'm trying to ease back into that. Okay. Everything still kind of hurts, but you know, we'll get there. Uh, we were texting the other day, and you told you I didn't, you were, I didn't know you were doing kickboxing. Yeah, yeah I started back on kickboxing uh, last week. Uh, it, it, it starts out at the beginning, it's kind of tight, but it, throughout the class, it kind of eases up. I just have to be careful not to throw any uh, like looping hooks, or and I have to be careful when I'm padding with my left hand. Gotcha. So what? What? And obviously, I know kickboxing is. How much different is it than regular boxing? Uh, kicking. Really? Just yeah. you can throw kicks? That's the only difference? I mean, and I'm not 100% clear on the rules on, on like kickboxing, like K1 and stuff. Uh, I know in Muay Thai there's clinch, and I know when we do it, we do practice clinch. Um, but I don't know if that's officially kickboxing or if that's still considered Muay Thai. Gotcha. So do all the kickboxers worship Andrew Tate? No, that's a good thing. <laughs> that is a good thing. That dude, he has been through the ringer, and he deserves every bit of it. I'll uh, say that much. Yeah, he's he's a terrible person. But we'll move on from that. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about you know catching up. I know Alex isn't here today, so there will be a lot of shit talked about him. Matthew, uh, I think he's probably defending somebody right now. I know he had a bunch of court cases today, so he's not here. So all you have is the two most beautiful redheaded fuckers you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> right behind Ron Weasley, maybe. Yeah, he's, and he's Carrot Top. I don't know about beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> he is, uh, At one point, you could have convinced me of Prince Harry, but I feel like we've kind of passed him now. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with that 100%. Yeah, the most hated of the royals. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Did they, uh, excuse me, they went to, are, is that, is Harry the one that they got tired of being rich and royal, yeah. so they moved to the United yeah. States? Yeah, and now they're just rich and royal here. Yeah. <laughs> without the titles. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, rich people. I if, wish I had those life problems. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. 
Imagine if you had that kind of money. Like, what would if you just had all the money in the world? You would never have to worry about anything else. What is the first move that you would do to change your the, the way you currently live now? Like, what's the first thing you would do? I'd buy an entire freezer full of Choco Tacos. Oh, fucking Choco Tacos! Those you know what's up? Oh yeah, you know absolutely. Choco Tacos are pretty fucking good. <laughs> I haven't had one in a long time. See, it, think the, about it. You're combining a taco. With ice cream. It's two of the greatest things on earth. What more could you ask for? Yeah. Well, see, the problem is, is whenever I lived in Kingtown, which those of you who don't know, there's an area uh, in Bristol here. We like to call it Kingtown. It is the hood by far. Uh, I lived there several different times, several different houses. And the guy that drove the ice cream truck around the neighborhood, it was very strange. Okay. He, he was super nice. It was something was just off about him so one day speaking of choco tacos i went out to buy a choco taco from the dude in the ice cream truck i walk out on the porch i may have had a couple beers in me or whatever whatever vibe i was giving off this dude wanted me bad <laughs> i said dude i'm just after the choco taco look we just established about how good looking you are so i don't know well, what you expect you know it is it is hard especially ice cream man though like I, I don't. I don't. Let it, there's not much. I, I there's not much I wouldn't do for a drumstick. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Unspeakable things. <laughs> but we're gonna move past that. <laughs> I don't know. It's it just it feels weird. Hadn't been podcasting in a long time. In a couple weeks, anyways. Me and Matthew. Hope you've been listening to the podcast, Bob. Did you enjoy that? Oh, uh, very good. Did you? Enjoyed it. We uh, we we had fun doing it. We're gonna continue to do that for sure. But we appreciate you coming back to listen. Um, I know it's not always the best thing to do, you know, to take as much time off. But I, I feel like everybody understands life happens. You know, things come up. But back to what we were talking about before. In reality, that like, would, would it be a house? Would it be cars? Would it be? I would pay everything I own off. Probably buy a new truck new camper and do some some stuff to my house that i've been wanting to get done yeah see i think i would take like i'm i could blow some money that's you know that i could blow some money for sure but i if i had that kind of money i think it would be more about traveling for me mm -hmm. i feel like I would probably have a couple different houses. I might have a house on the West Coast somewhere so I could go out there and stay whenever I wanted to. But I would probably be going to a lot of different countries. I would probably be gone all the time. And I would I would probably, we would definitely have some kind of nice house for sure. What would the first thing you do be? I would probably become an animal hoarder. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I would love to run a rescue, but also I would just splurge on yeah. everything yeah. i don't know i could i could see just property i think property if you're gonna invest i think property would be the way to go don't you oh for sure especially I mean, in this area it's the one thing they are never making more of. that's true that is very true you know my heart says i would do something great with the money world peace funds or something but I know I'm a heartless bitch and would <laughs> be absolutely, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I would. I, I don't know. I I feel like it would be a good opportunity. I would like to think I would do something smart with it. Invest. Um, I don't know. It it, it would be 
that that type of money would be insane. You can't really fathom it until you're in that situation. You know. Well, the first thing I do is uh, quit my job so yeah. I can finish school. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Be a full time student. Yeah, I don't know. Have you watched any good mo? We're gonna get around to the sports here in a little bit. Uh, we're just catching up. It's been too long. Yeah. Have you seen any good movies recently? Dude. Dungeons and Dragons. Is it good? So good. I've been very excited about Chris it. Pine, just great. It was a it was a great movie. There's a lot of action, a lot of comedy. It was everything you would want that movie to be. Yeah. Was it does it follow a specific set? Like a specific like an adventure story? Like how we play different adventures. From right? what I understand, it's based off on the honor among thieves storyline. Okay. I, I never played it, I don't know about it. But from what I understand, uh, I even think it might have been an anime cartoon or something at some point. Gotcha. By the way, that's where they got the other characters and stuff. So this is all based off of that. Okay. See, I wasn't, I, I know it's what a Dungeons and Dragon Honor Among Thieves. That's the yes. name of the movie. So yeah, I didn't know that was a separate adventure. It's got a great cast in it. Oh, for sure. I, I'm, I'm excited. I definitely checked that out. We have been watching, and I watched the first couple seasons a long time ago, never finished it, but we've been watching Eastbound and Down. Oh, yeah. Danny McBride. That dude is hilarious. And he's so talented. Like, if you're a comedy fan, you'll understand. Because people are like, that dude's an idiot. A lot of people probably don't like him. But if you're a comedy fan, he's a comedy genius. Mm -hmm. He really is. When you think about it, he produced that show. He wrote it. He got Will Ferrell helped write the show. Like, it's so ignorant the whole time. But the story itself is so well written, you can't stop watching it. Mm -hmm. You know? Have you ever watched it? Have you ever seen it? I've seen the first episode. It's very good. I'm actually hooked on The Office right now. Oh, I, yeah? I never watched it before. You've I, never seen The Office nope. before? I started oh. watching it about a week ago, and I'm on season four now. Yeah, it's you, <laughs> you can't. I, it's one of those shows that I can watch. I've probably watched it all the way through like seven or eight times. It's it, it's just so addicting. And whenever I have a free minute, you know, that's what I'm doing. It's oh, yeah. 20-minute episode. I'm eating breakfast or eating lunch, whatever I'm doing, you know, driving down the road. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was, I was like, yeah, because I definitely don't do that. You know, no, but seriously, though, any, any free chance I get, like if I'm running, whatever I'm doing, like on treadmill, that's what I'm watching. Yeah, it's great. It's like it's got the same qualities as like Seinfeld. Yeah, how you sure. can watch Seinfeld over and over and over. Friends for some people, mm -hmm. it's got those same qualities, and that's we, we've talked about it before. Steve Carell, if you're a comedy fan, in that whole series. You know, and I won't give anything away since you've never seen it before, but it's 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 masterful for oh, comedy. Yeah. Some of the cringiest moments of my life. Oh, oh I my god. There's literally times I have to pause the show, like I'm not ready for this. I need to yeah. and I'll come back to it. <laughs> it's like everything that he does and says is the complete opposite of what he should be doing or saying. And, and what's funny is I have a uh, organizational leadership and behavior class. And they actually use the office a lot do on they? things you should not do. Like, <laughs> like this is a, a great example of what you should not do as a manager. Yeah. <laughs> or things not to say in the office. Have you got to the episode where it's the, they're teaching them, uh, it's where Stanley has a heart attack. No, I've got, okay, I, I always tell me a little bit about it. But okay. that That's one of the best episodes. It's Stanley so, cracks me up, but my yeah. favorite character, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin's yeah. awesome. Yeah, just the, the the little raw smile there, you know. Yeah. See, and and by the that without giving anything away, because you probably have a general idea, but if you're anything like me, by the end of the show, there's a certain couple characters that you're going to be like, 
I kind of don't like this person now. I tell you right now, I don't like uh, uh, Ryan. Ryan. Ryan gets way worse. Yeah, he's, a, he's currently the new corporate guy. My God. Oh, the, okay. You're about to start. Ryan gets really bad. I'll just yeah. put it that way. I can, I can see that art coming. Also, uh, Kelly, Minnie Kelly's, or how we say last yeah. names. Yeah, I can't yeah. stand her. Kelly Kapoor. I, I didn't like her from the beginning. So. <laughs> yeah. Wait, uh, did you know, um, what's his name? The guy that plays Ryan, uh, BJ Novak. Yeah, he's one of the writers. And Kelly, right? those Kelly and Ryan were the two create, not creators, but writers Producer, and producers of the show. Have you ever have you watched the British version with? Um, no, I, I've heard I that's where it started. Yeah. yeah, I've tried to watch it. It's just, it's not as funny to me. Yeah, it's it's not as good. But to it me. was he's the original creator of the show, right? And they come on as as writers because he see. Them, I didn't know that. I think I think it's what Alex was telling me is that he actually started the show. In the UK, and it didn't take off, so they brought it to America. Okay, and it that obviously is a lot more successful. Yeah, here. see if you can find that. I'm gonna put you to work. You're the producer now, but it's it's funny because there's there's also certain characters that you're like, I can't decide. Like Dwight, the first time I, I watched it so all the way through. On that guy. By the end, you're gonna love him. Mm -hmm. He 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 becomes one of the like he is. Maybe the most important character in the whole show is him and Jim. Oh, for sure. Jim, and you know, Jim, there's times I'm like, Jim, you're such a tool. Yeah. But overall, you can't help but like the guy, yeah. you know? Yeah. But then well, sometimes he interferes in uh, some of Michael's hijinks, and you're like, come on, man. Yeah. It's just let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Greg Daniels is the main writer of The Office. Okay. Interesting. Did it start in the UK and come here? Was yes. That, yeah. That What's that dude's name, the original Michael Scott? Is it Ricky? Ricky Gervais. Yeah. He have you ever watched any of his comedy specials? That dude is Not hilarious. The he oh yeah. Oh, he roasted so many people during that. That was hilarious. That dude, he is funny. He is very funny. But no, we uh, Eastbound and Down. We've been watching that. I, I did see um, Jack Black came out and said to maybe today or yesterday that the filming of the new Super Mario Brothers movie has been so good and everybody apparently has just loved it the whole time that Jack Black has already said that he wants to do the second one and that he wants Pedro Pascal to be Wario in oh, the second cool. one. Yes. Yeah, it I would be Pedro Pascal. I do too. I feel like it's it's him and The Rock. We always come back mm -hmm. to Pedro Pascal and everything comes back. Dude, the me. viral meme right now with him and Nicholas Cage. Yeah, we're the, <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest. If you stuff. haven't seen that movie, you know the meme. I'm sure you've seen it. They're driving down the road. If you haven't seen that movie, you're the one that told me about it. It is so funny. It is. It it's very. It's the most Nicholas Cage movie that's not a Nicholas Cage. Because right, like usually Nicholas Cage movies are not what that movie is. Right. Like yeah, he's always over the top. But I don't feel like. He, does he do a lot of comedies? I don't feel like he does a, a ton of comedies. Well, you look back, like Raising Arizona, one of his best movies was a comedy, mm -hmm. in my opinion. But you, you, there's not been, everything else has been more kind of like thriller, suspense, yeah, action. Yeah, Ghost Rider, right. stuff like that. But right. like this movie, I don't know. I, I love it. I, I love the movie. And I'm going to be honest, Renfield looks incredible. Very good. I can't wait for it. I, I can't wait to watch it. And uh, actually, I was reading a thing that... Uh, uh, what's his face? The guy that's actually playing Randfield, not Nicholas Cage, yeah, uh, yeah. Holt, I believe. Yeah, uh, he was saying that it was almost like he was doing method acting, but it was mostly because he 
he was dressed up as Dracula, so he couldn't take it off. Yeah. And you can't just walk around like that and be anybody else, right? <laughs> <laughs> Walking around the set, that's yeah, hilarious. Going up to get something to eat. Yeah. <laughs> going back to Danny McBride, have you ever watched The Righteous Gemstones? Yes. Hilarious. hilarious. Oh my gosh. And that tells you the talent, like that everybody understands how talented Danny McBride is because you're like, like the talent, John Goodman, Adam mm -hmm. Devine, Danny McBride, Walton Goggins. That, which by the way, you know, uh, we'll get around to this in a second, but uh, Justified 2 is probably happening. I've heard, I've heard they were going to do that. Also, um, don't forget that he did the Halloween movies, although he did. Uh, I didn't he? watch the third one because I heard it was so awful. Yeah. Um, Matthew actually sent me a uh, a Snapchat the other day, and he was like, when you're watching Halloween Kills for the first time at the end, and I don't know if you watch American Dad or not, but it, it's a part in American Dad where Roger's talking to Francine. He's like, you stupid bitch. You stupid, <laughs> stupid bitch. And Matthew was sending me a Snapchat doing that. It was so funny. But, yeah, you, I mean – John Goodman alone, like I feel like that's somebody who doesn't get as enough praise in Hollywood. Actor. Everything he's actor. ever done has been fantastic. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it's crazy. The Righteous Gemstones, though, is incredible. Ask your question. Favorite John Goodman movie? The Big Lebowski. Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc.'s great. <laughs> Sully, you can't beat Sully. Sully, that's hilarious. What does a woman and KFC have in common? What? By the time you're finished with the breast and thighs, all you have left is the greasy box to put your bones in. <laughs> <laughs> We've been telling too many jokes around here. This has been fun. I've had a good time. We appreciate you coming back to listen to the Foul Language Podcast. It's been a while. We've been off for a little bit. We're about to hit it back strong with some sports talk. For the first time in weeks, we know you have been missing it. We know you need your fighting fix. And we got just the man here to do it. This is Sparring with Gage. What's up, everybody? Uh, in honor of Easter, I do have an Easter joke, by the way. Okay. Why did the Easter Bunny go to the barber? What? He had a bad hair day. Oh, that's a you. Ooh. You got to start. We got to start keeping up with your dad jokes because <laughs> they're just getting better and better, like more corny as the weeks go by. There's something about it. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, mowing okay. season is upon us. I've you got, got my white sneakers. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm ready to go. My knee high socks. Oh, yeah. My SPF 80. Tuck your t shirt into your car. Only way shorts. to do it. That's the only way to do it. Walmart sunglasses. That's right. That's Absolutely. right. I I'm even gonna, throwing a backwards hat now, because just to show that I am still hit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, put your iPod on your side. Oh yeah, you know. I like yeah. sometimes I put on my arm. Yeah, on the oh, band. Yeah. It yeah, looks yeah. real fancy. I'm gonna have to come out. You got me half chubbed under this table right now. <laughs> I'm gonna have to come over there and watch you mow that yard. <laughs> it's gonna get dirty. Let's talk about some fighting. though. we had a big fight this past weekend. One that we were looking forward to, oh, yeah. and it did not disappoint. Well, you know, we had a few fights since we've been off. Uh, Usman lost against Edwards. Uh, he he made it three and twelve on uh, champions defending the belt with an immediate rematch after a loss, and now Israel now makes it four and twelve. So kudos to Israel. I mean, what a feat, you know, defeating a guy who's beat you three other times before this. I mean, that that's really doing something. That's a warrior. Oh yeah, for sure, without a doubt. And you know, the first round it was really close, but it could easily be said that uh, Alex is winning the first round. So. 
so how close was it scored? Like I said, I didn't get to finish the fight. Um, it was, it was, well, it obviously wasn't scored because it was a knockout. Yeah. So, but back to the, the, take a, take a quick step back, um, dig in your memory a little bit, if you can, the, the Leon and Usman fight that really shocked me. Cause I've, I've talked for a while now, how I expected Usman to come out and dominate. I, I was honestly shocked. Um, I felt that Alex was going to win, but uh, with the Usman fight, I had thought that uh, Usman was going to come back. Of course, I will say after I had seen the record, you know, like I told you, of uh, champions coming back depending on after being beat, I was a little more skeptical, but I still thought that Usman was going to pull it off because the way he was dominating Edwards in the uh, the second that was the second fight, yeah, uh, the yes, second fight, second fight, and then you know just for for Edwards to make the adjustments to come back and you know just dominate like that in the third I yeah mean, it will it was very impressive it was very impressive but before we get too deep into the main card from this past weekend was there uh any of the undercard fights that you were excited about from this week know? yeah uh kevin gaslam he uh he fought the undercard got a win uh he was very ecstatic about it i was ecstatic they actually made weight and was there so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh he was he was celebrating uh Little, little too much, maybe. Yeah, but you know, hey, kudos to him. I hope this is a uh, sign of things to come. Because honestly, Kevin Gaslin was one of the most talented fighters. I mean, look, who was it? Uh, he fought. To, was it Adesanya that he took the decision? I believe it was. So I mean, the dude's got all the talent in the world. He just he has to be able to make weight and be healthy. That's his biggest issue. He pulls so many times because either he doesn't make weight or he's not healthy. Right. If he can figure figure out those two things. He's got the skills to be a champion. He really does. He's got all the talent there. He just has to become a professional. Do you think it's laziness? Possibly. Or do you think it's I, just bad luck with injuries? And I'm not going to speak on that because I don't know the guy personally. He could have the best work ethic ever. But my thing is, if you're consistently missing weight, it's either because you're not taking weight cutting seriously enough where you need to move up in a weight class. Right. I know he is on the shorter side, so I understand why he wouldn't want to make the jump to 205. But if your body says no, your body says no. Right. You, you know, and it could be so that much. trying to cut this weight is what gets him injured, or it could be that he comes from a gym that does too much hard sparring. I don't know personally. Right. Uh, like you said, we've seen that he he definitely has the potential to oh, get there. Sure. He's a very, he very talented man. Right. Well, the, the big, biggest surprise, in my opinion, um, wasn't even the, the knockout. I, I think what got everybody was the way that uh, Jorge Masvidal ended his career. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I kind of saw that coming, though, because there was a, some talk in the lead-up to the fight from Masvidal that if he lost, he may retire. And in this sport, once you talk about retiring, it's in your head for a reason. It's not because, you know. Oh, well, I might do it. I might not. If it's in your head, you want out. Right. So there's, there's nobody that thinks to themselves, if I lose, I'm going to retire. That's not already in that middle space. Right. Very, very, very few fighters have ever said that before fighting one. Right. Well, he he's a Hall of Famer. Maybe. I mean, he's had some epic fights, man. He like, has. He's a very, like, you know, he's like, like we said about, uh, uh, Kevin or Kelvin, he's a very talented fighter. Um, I don't know that I put him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he he didn't. He was never a champion. I mean, I know there's a few people that get in there that weren't, weren't champions, like the Diaz brothers. But at the end of the day, you have to have something, right? I mean, 
great fighter, but what did he did he change the UFC in some way? I don't think so. Was he a dominant champion? No, he was. At the end of the day, he was a very talented gatekeeper. Right. I mean, as good as he was, he brought a lot of attitude. He played he a heel very well. He, did. he played he his did. part. But if that's the way you're going, then, then Colby Covington should be the right. Fighting one day, and I, I wouldn't agree with that. So, I think the Hall of Fame either needs to be people who pioneered the sport in some way changed the sport drastically or was a very dominant champion over a large amount of time. Somebody that contributed to the sport of MMA. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, I don't know. Just just to me, as, as much as he's got a huge fan base and he seems like a very nice guy when he's not jumping people at restaurants. But <laughs> well, that, that's the thing that he brought. And I think that's the thing that kind of – and obviously he was very talented. We've seen him fight for years now. He's been around for a long time. But I think the thing that – what was him playing that heel? It's like why The Rock got so popular. Here we go again. That's why yeah. why he got so popular in the WWE because of that attitude that, you know, he did. He doesn't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. But it's like, all right, um, Sean Strickland does the same shit. Right. You know, very uh, controversial. Do I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? Not unless he wins the title. Um, Josh Koscheck back in the day, very controversial. Talked a lot of shit. Got his ass beat by GSP. Never became champion. Never got to the Hall of Fame. He's retired now. I mean, there's a long list of fighters who are very talented that talk shit. That I mean, like I said, the Diaz brothers are different. I feel like the Diaz brothers almost like start a movement with this stuff. But I feel like everybody else, if you don't contribute to the sport or, like I said, just dominate your weight class, I, I think the Hall of Fame, if you, if you put people like Mosfidal on there, it loses a little bit of its illustrious, you know, illustrious right. status. Right? right. A little legitimacy is gone. It's I understand that completely. You know, it's looking at it in a football sense, it's it's the same argument as to why, you know, specific players got in over Zach Thomas, for instance. Mm-hmm. Zach Thomas changed the way that the linebacker position was played. Yeah. But he got snubbed for years. So an- another question, and this is a question that I've talked to other people about that I'm curious, because I-, I think the the universal answer here is normally yes, but what do you think about, at this point, McGregor? Is McGregor a Hall of Famer? Yes. Because McGregor's he was a Hall so dominant. Because, not because he's dominant. He changed the sport. Whether it was for the better or not, he changed the sport. I mean, can you name any other fighter who had such an impact that McGregor did? You know, he had everybody talking. He had eyes on – I mean, sold pay-per-views. I don't even like McGregor. I'm not a fan. But I can't argue the fact that he did change the sport. For right. the better or the worse, he did. And on top of that, he was a champion in multiple weight classes. I mean, you can't argue with that. I mean – the guy's definitely, in my opinion, a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. I think, like I said, I think that's that's kind of the universal answer there. Whether you love him or hate him, he was. We talked about him. Yeah, he was something special, yeah. you know. But to the main event, um, is he? You know, Stylebender pulled it out, man. Yeah. He he uh, he's such a fun fighter to watch too. Oh, he's yeah. so just exciting and. He he has that mentality, and we've talked about it before. He has that. I don't think he cares to die in the mm-hmm. octagon. I really don't. Well, I mean, how many fights has he had? Like 50, I think? Yeah. He's had 50 fights, and he's 30, I believe. So, I That's mean. That's insane. That is his life. He's never known anything else except fighting. There, there is no other aspect to him. He's he's fighting, and he's watching anime and stuff like that. So, I mean, that that. That, that's it, right. you know. So looking forward, um, 
obviously Alex is going to be around for a while. He's oh, going to yeah. be a problem for Izzy Steele. I don't know that Izzy wins the rematch. We'll see. I don't know. But will it be will it be an immediate rematch? You think between those two, or do you think, think so. somebody like uh, um, Comzat, uh, Com, however you say his first Comzat? I don't. I don't think you can argue with the trilogy fight. I mean, the history the guys have, it sells well, and honestly, Alex deserves it. You know, he won the first fight, lost second fight. I hate, and we've seen it before. We saw it with uh, Stipe. You know, I, I, whenever he uh, lost and gone the second time, I hate to see somebody beat somebody, lose the second fight, and then not get a third fight. I think it's the biggest bunch of bullshit whenever you say, okay, well, this guy was champion, so we're going to give him an immediate rematch. He gets the title back. All right, well, that's done now. If you do, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander, right? right? If you give the champion an immediate rematch when he loses the title, the guy who took the title should also get an immediate rematch. I Does it suck? To tie up the the belt for three fights straight for everybody else in the division, absolutely. But at the end of the day, that person was able to take the title from him, right? And I think that deserves something. That deserves a trilogy. If you, you know, it's one for one. It, I don't think you should have to go all the way back and, and fight your way up the ranks yeah. to get there again, especially if they got the immediate rematch. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's. Um, do you think this? And this is going to lead us into another topic here. But do you think the merging of the WWE and the UFC is going to change a lot of these rules and these regulations that we've talked about. I think if it does, it will be the end of the UFC as an as a official sport. I think that if they change anything to accommodate the WWE or bring any aspect of that to the UFC, it'll become a spectacle and it'll no longer be a sport. Right. I think at that point, PFL and Bellator may shoot up. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't think the UFC will ever go away. But if they start, if they ever get charged with you know, uh, setting up a fight, like you know, wrestling or something like that, if it's ever accused of being scripted, I think it'll lose all appeal to right. the majority of the fan base. Well, that much money, though, uh, because. Uh, whether you love it or hate it, the WWE is a very, very wealthy organization. Oh, yeah. So do you think having that kind of money, because we've talked about it before, right? Obviously, the UFC is also a very, very wealthy company. But having that that much capital coming into an already established organization like the UFC is going to allow it to make these changes that you as a former fighter and, and other former fighters have talked about and current fighters are still. So look at Francis and Ghana. Do you think it's going, the availability of that much cash is going to make things better for the fighters? No, no. You don't think so? No, I think that the Endeavor Holdings company, spent over a billion dollars when they acquired the UFC. That's a lot of money. It was the biggest deal ever, right? And things got worse in the UFC. Didn't get better. They got rid of all the sponsorships. They got the deal with Reebok and did all that junk. Things got worse for the fighters. Do I think that by acquiring another company by the same, you know, company is going to do anything for them? No. Probably not. I think if anything, they're just they're gonna try to get their money back for the money they just spent on the WWE. So I don't think it's anything it's gonna hold them back. 
I think the first, after everything is official and said and done, I think the first match that everybody wants to see, whether it's Hell in a Cell or if it's in the Octagon, is Dana White versus Vince McMahon. I think it's Austin Stanley versus Butterbean. I could knock that motherfucker out quicker than he knew what happened. I'm feeling but good today. I will say I do think that there will be a lot more crossovers with UFC stars going into the WWE to do, you know, like a, a show or two here and there. I mean, they kind of already do it anyway, right? Yeah. But I think you'll have people like Covington's a good example. If Masvidal wasn't retired, which Masvidal may he very well still do it. He could still do it. it. Yeah. I think those kind of people that have the big drawings, McGregor, people like that, will have a lot easier time crossing over to the WWE now that's all under one umbrella. It won't be as much paperwork. It'll just be, hey, go in there. And I think that that will be good, better for the fighters to make money with because there is a lot more money in that particular thing of pro wrestling, because obviously, you know, pro wrestling is one of those things where if you're not at the top, you're not making shit money wise, but the people at the top are making a a significant amount of money. And I do feel like most likely guests that come on, they probably make a a good little chunk of change to to be on there as well. Right. Well, and we talk about this guy a lot too. um, But, and, and I'm not a, a, a WWE fan by any means. I, I, I see highlights and stuff on Instagram. So, and I'll watch it because it, I used to love it. You know, it used to be a huge part of my childhood. But Logan Paul is unbelievably talented mm-hmm. when it comes to that. And, and he needs to stick with it because the talent that he has and, and just the personality that he brings. And it's so good for the sport because, you know, if you're a WWE fan, you're diehard. If you're not a diehard WWE fan, you don't really care about the WWE, right? So oh, yeah. somebody like Logan Paul, and he's just winning all the way around because he's in the WWE. He's a star in the WWE. Mm-hmm. He is His drink company, Prime, is the drink of the UFC, mm-hmm. and it's the drink of the WWE now. Yep. So this dude is making money. Yeah, he's signed with the PFL. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's they just. He just knows how to make you, money. That's you know they're going to piss them off. Though. Oh yeah. You, you know, know the guy who's working for their competitor is is over here doing all this stuff with them. Now I'm curious if talking about the, you know, UFC stars going to do shows and stuff. I'm curious if there's going to have to be some kind of regulation because if I was Dana White. I wouldn't want number one fighter in the world, John Jones, going to wrestle at WrestleMania when he's got a fight coming. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm, sure. I'm, months, I'm sure so. there would be, you know, I mean, but that, that's the thing. It's all under one umbrella. So they can just be like, hey, this is when he could do it right. after this fight, preferably when he's on his medical suspension, which most fighters get a medical suspension directly after a fight anyway. So right. have him come there. Now I'm curious, look up if WWE fighters have health insurance, because I'm curious if it makes me think uh, something like this, there's opportunity there. It's going to be missed without a doubt. But I'm just curious if something like that, if WWE fighters, if you're a star, you know, like you said, you probably got to be in that top tier. But I imagine they'd have to have health care because, I mean, as much as they get beat up. Right. Um, This says... They classify them as independent contractors, so they do not have to offer any type of insurance. That's insane. So this is a perfect move for the Endeavor Holes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to piss Francis Ngannou off even more. I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see, um, just to see what comes out of it, because there's 
There's some very interesting, like Brock Lesnar, for instance. He's just going to be able to do whatever the fuck he wants to do now. He still has to get tested. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. This does say, though, that they do cover 100% of the costs associated with any ring real in-ring-related injuries and associated rehab. But that's the same with the UFC. If you get injured in a fight or even training for a fight, you're covered. But anything else, you're screwed. So outside of yeah. training so if you get and sick, fighting. Or if you get in a car accident, you're on your own. But if you get hurt during a training practice for a fight or in a fight, you're covered. But other than that, you have nothing. Well, that's got to that's, that's gotta suck for somebody like who was it that had that, which I know he got the rematch in the next fight night, but like a month, month and a half ago, the dude had to cancel on fight night because he got sick. Think of how much money, like he's missing out on the opportunity right oh, there. Because if they don't have to do, do UFC fighters have a pension or anything no. like NFL players get an NFL pension once they, that's insane. Nope. You get show money, you get win money. See, it. That's it. That's mm-hmm. insane. And you get money from uh, Venom for the fight. Right. Right. And obviously sponsors and stuff like that. But, but how many UFC fighters do you see running around here with sponsors? It's true. I mean, honestly, the last big sponsorship was Under Armour with George St. Pierre. Yeah. I think. I mean, you got McGregor with his whiskey, but that's his own thing, right? right. So, which I mean, I think, and I think uh, Jones had Nike, right, for a while before he got. Yes, he was. He was a Jordan athlete, yeah. wasn't he? So, I mean, you, but honestly, the last big sponsorship I recall was before Reebok came in the picture. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, if that covers the UFC for you, I think we'll move on to some football. I have a joke to start off the football. It has nothing to do with football. Okay. What's the difference between a hooker and a drug dealer? What? A hooker can wash your crack and sell it again. (laughs) You never smoked washed up crack? Never. You're messing out. So, right. you know, I've done a lot of thinking about my mortality lately. Yeah. And I decided when I do die, I want to be cremated. Yeah. My last chance at a smoking hot body. Yeah. That's. I still think the best death joke is the time that Gage sent to the fantasy football chat. And he said, who who was, was it? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. It was Kyler Murray. He said, when I die, I want Kyler Murray to put me in the ground so he can let me down one last time. <laughs> Speaking uh, of Kyler man, Murray, man. Cliff Kingsbury got a new job. Oh. Uh, he, he got the uh, assistant coaching job at the University of Southern California. So he's going to be on the squad with Lincoln Riley. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. Um because they've got a very talented group. Caleb Williams just won the Heisman. Uh, so they've got a very, very talented group out there at USC. So it's going to be interesting to, to see what happens. Kyler Murray, a little news for you. Uh, fantasy football is right around the corner. Oh, he's I gone. Mean, it's going to be here before you know it. Dropped him like a bad hat. Yeah, well. Well, I'm going to win it all this year and be everyone's asses. You think so? Did you get the belt? You see the belt? I did see that belt. Did I didn't show you the belt. I'll show it to I'm you. I'm coming for the belt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your dad's won it two years in a row now. Right, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, see no. how he can beat me when I don't start anybody. Yeah, that's true. Everybody's on the bench. You can't win if you don't set your line up. All right. Now, Kyler Murray, I've seen uh, uh, videos of him in the, in the lab putting in the work. He looks like he's getting very healthy. 
looks like he might be available. Well, you have to the, have a very strong back to lay by down like that. That is true. Yeah. And the one thing that we know is that his thumbs are probably very, very strong from playing Call of Duty so much with all the off time that he's had. Sure. Without a doubt. I don't know. It's it's crazy. The draft is also coming up. So let's get into some NFL talk, some fantasy football talk, and then uh, we'll get out of here. We'll get get out of you guys' hair. We appreciate you listening. I can't say that enough. And before we get into it, we talked a little bit about it on Podcast Pulp. If you haven't listened to that, go check that out. New episode coming out this Friday. We want to thank everybody so, so much because your listenership is that the right word your 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 willingness to listen to our bullshit basically <laughs> is what i'm saying it's really showed because you know we we've uh, partnered with spotify for podcasters gage that's right you excited about that i'm ecstatic i'm very excited about that you may or may not have heard the ad at this point i don't know we'll have to see how the editing goes but if you haven't there's an ad coming up if you have you know what i'm talking about but it's been great. Spotify for podcasters. They're fantastic to work with. Super easy. They make everything so easy. All you got to do is download the app and get started. You can do it right from your phone. That's how we're doing it right now. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, Shanky Golf is still my favorite sponsor. But this absolutely. Is absolutely. We got to talk about some golf, too. So let's let's actually get into it. Spotify, I just want to say thank you if you're listening. But Draft is coming up. Draft is right around the corner. Gage, your Carolina Panthers seem to have leaked their choice. Yeah, it was young, wasn't it? Bryce. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. How do you feel about that? I don't know. We'll see. Um, he's a he's a very small guy, but, you know, he's he's athletic, so we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, we're betting our whole future on him, so. Yeah, we, we've said it before. You know, you can't say enough about the dude. Yes, he's very small. He's very slim. He's thin. Like it's it's scary to think about Bradley Chubb or Aaron Donald, you know. But what he has up here, you can't replace it. Oh, what yeah. he has, the way that he sees the field, the way that he throws the ball, just the adjustments that he can make. It's it's like watching Trevor Lawrence in college. It was insane. I just hope he don't get knocked out of him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I don't know. Uh, the the Dolphins and the Panthers do play this year, and they haven't announced if it's going to be in Carolina or Miami. If it's, it's, in, if it's in Carolina, we should go. My buddy Hunter, uh, shout out to you, Hunter Rogers. I know you're listening to this, you fuck. But he is also a Carolina Panthers <laughs> fan, and we've talked about it. We should all go. Yep, you know sure. that would be if it's. I, I don't think you know with Vegas coming up for Matthew and all that. His wedding probably couldn't swing a Miami trip this year, but we're going to Miami. For sure, without a doubt, we're gonna go watch a Dolphins game. So, at one, uh, Bryce Young probably gonna. I still think it should be CJ Stroud, though. I really do. I think um, just the talent that that CJ Stroud has, and you know, I fucking hate Ohio State, mm. and I've never really been a fan of Ohio State quarterbacks. But there's something different about C.J. Stroud, man. And whoever ends up with him, if it is Carolina, if it's Houston at number two, whoever ends up with C.J., I believe, will end up with a, a very solid starter for a very long career if he can stay healthy. But, you know, uh, another rumor that's came out is Indianapolis apparently is very interested in Will Levis at four, even over Anthony Richardson. I think we should have got a hooker myself. 
Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people saying that Malik or Malik Hendon Hooker, Malik Hooker is another NFL player. If that Hendon Hooker could be the third quarterback really? taken, a lot apparently a lot of people are trying to keep it on the DL. That, that was they were in love injury with he had, but I mean, the dude deserves it. You can't argue he oh, was absolutely. one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He changed the atmosphere for the University of Tennessee for the foreseeable future. Oh, yeah. Especially with the talent that they got coming in behind him. There's a kid named Nico. I can't remember his last name. He's pretty sure he's still in high school or he is a freshman this upcoming season. He was the the most recruited quarterback since, I think, Andrew Luck. Tennessee landed. He's a five-star recruit. And then the guy that they've got that's going to be starting this year – can't remember his name either. I apologize, all you Tennessee fans. But I'm going to be talking good about him. He is very talented. He's got he's got all the, the he shows all the promise that you would want. So, what Hendon Hooker done for the University of Tennessee is going to be an atmosphere and a, a an attitude that they're going to have going forward. That if if Josh Heupel stays there and he can keep that up, Tennessee is going to be a force for the next five years at least. It, I hope so. <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. What you got? Nico Lamaliva. There you go, Lamaliva. I, I I think it's actually Nico Iameva. Is, is I'm pretty sure it's how you say. Lama, I like Lamaliva. I do too. Lamaliva. Lamaliva. No, <laughs> but just to just to hit some high points um, in the NFL. Um, you like I said, you've got Bryce Young probably going to be going off the board at one. Um, it looks like Jalen Carter's attitude was even worse than we all could have imagined after the you know his friend died while he was racing him. He uh, refused to show up to any interviews of any team outside of the top five. Wow. All right. Well, you. What do you I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, the dude is. Hands down, the best football player in this draft. There's no question about it. But the issues that he's had off the field, with that, he's ruining himself. It's like Laramie Tunsil again. Laramie Tunsil, I don't know if you remember this or not, but Laramie Tunsil was easily the number one pick that year, without a doubt. Best tackle you've probably seen in a very, very long time coming out of college. And he puts this stupid ass video on Twitter of him smoking weed out of a gas mask and it gets blown up. He ends up falling to Miami. Miami picked him up, drafted him. Miami actually ended up trading him to Houston. He just got re-signed to the largest contract of uh, tackle has ever signed in the NFL. Curiosity. Why did Miami get rid of him? Uh, Well, it's, I thought the same thing, but now that I'm, now that you look back at what, that pick, what that trade turned into, Miami sent Laramie Tunsil to Houston, and what they got in return, they moved some stuff around, turned into Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Jalen Phillips, Javon Holland, like all these unbelievable players that are the backbone of the Dolphins now. So Chris Greer knew what he was doing. So, But that being said, the dude ruined his draft stock. Thankfully, he saved his reputation, but – there's, there's a lot of people that look at Jamarcus Russell. He, he was one of the most highly prospected quarterbacks of all time. He showed up to training camp his second year, over 300 pounds, playing quarterback. <laughs> it's like hefty lefty out there. <laughs> you, you don't know so who hefty try, lefty try is. Try to fucking tackle me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hefty lefty is maybe my idol. 
Do you know who Hefty Lefty is? Indoor football quarterback? Uh, Well, he played for the University of Kentucky. And how much does he weigh currently? This is 284 pounds. That's a quarterback. (laughs) That's a quarterback. How tall is he? It was what, like six four. Okay, I thought he was a little bit shorter. He looks a lot shorter than that, <laughs> but you know, he at one point hefty lefty was he was something special. You should go watch him because he's he's this massive dude. He's a lefty, obviously, but he's just out there and he's freaking slinging the ball, man. It's insane. <laughs> he's fun to watch. It's like watching Butterbean. You know, <laughs> um, he passed away. Hefty lefty died. He died July 3rd, 2019 in Lexington, Kentucky. You are kidding me. How did he die? I don't know. That's insane. I didn't know Hefty I'll get back to you on that. Cause of Probably. death. That's probably exactly what happened. I bet. Tell His me. heart was enlarged. You were. You wow. Were he died at 38. Enlarged Damn. heart. That sucks. He was just full of love. Poor His much. heart was so big. That's fucked up. the ranch. Yeah. Yeah, it is. This is not pudding. No, but a lot of lot of lot of big stuff coming up. Like I said, the draft right now is what everybody's talking about. It's what everybody should be preparing for. Where do you think Card will fall to? You know, you look at the you you look at the draft right now. I don't know anybody in that top five. because um, correct me if I'm wrong, pull up the draft order if you don't care for this year. I know it's Carolina at one, Houston at two, uh, I think Arizona at three, Indianapolis at four, Seattle at five. Is it Seattle at five? Yep. Seattle at five. So maybe so Jalen Carter does go in. Maybe. Seattle, maybe. Maybe. I mean, that's that's something. They, they also need wide receivers. But you got to look that top four right there. You look at Carolina quarterback, Houston Probably a quarterback. Arizona going to be losing D Hop. They're probably going to need a wide receiver. Um, they, I, I just don't see them taking a defensive tackle at three. I, I just don't. I just don't see it with the way Arizona normally drafts. So possibly he could go at five. What's six through ten? Um, Detroit, Las Vegas. Nope. No. Atlanta. Maybe. Chicago. Probably. That's most likely Chicago, where he'll go. What is that? Nine. Nine, Chicago at nine. I, I feel like that's probably where he'll go. And I've actually got my top ten mock draft. I'm going to release this week uh, uh, adjacent to this pod, podcast adjacent. So here's the question. Do you think that he gets so butthurt by falling to nine that he sabotages his entire season? Um, I, I don't know. I think what is a lot of people that are not uh, scouters are not realizing is – What's going to come out of this situation with the, the the dude wrecking and dying while he was racing him? Because if there's going to be some charges, he might not get drafted at all. Yeah, Is and, and we've seen it before. We've seen a lot of people fall. Like I was talking about Laramie Tunsil. It's such a specific thing, right, to be there's – a, there's a very small amount of people that make the NFL. There's a very small amount of people in this world that are talented enough to make the NFL. I just don't understand if you're, if you're the top guy in the year that you're going to make the NFL, how do you fuck up that bad? 
they're kids, man. I don't understand it. It's it's insane. It's I understand. Yeah, they're they're kids. They are, but at what point do you, do you have to? You just gotta realize, you know. Oh, and I'll be honest with you, teenagers scare the living shit out of me. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Teenagers scare the living shit out of. <laughs> Who was that? All American Rejects? No, it was uh. I can picture the album cover it has a little My circus. My chemical romance. Yes. Chemical yeah. Romance. Oh, they have a little the circus. Yeah, they're back on tour. The parade. Yeah. Uh, that was the parade. The black parade. Yeah. 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 When I was a young boy. My father. Yeah, that's a great song. <laughs> but no, that's you know just kind of touching on the high points, like I said about the NFL. Uh, don't want to get too deep. Just kind of a refresher episode. Get back into it a little bit. Speaking of refresher. Um, did you get the chance to watch Gunpowder? I have not yet. It was good. Uh, very good recommendation by Matthew. Uh, for anybody who hasn't had a chance to watch it yet, it's on HBO. It's about the uh, attempted assassination of uh, King James, okay. the King James, from the King James Bible, by the way. Also, ironically, uh, considered one of the first openly gay monarchs, uh, he was most likely bisexual, though. Really? So I found that very interesting. Is But here's the thing uh, that I wasn't aware of. The reason he had the Bible translated was because he was trying to take power from the Catholic Church. At the time, the only people that had Bibles were Catholic priests because they were the ones that could read them. So he was banning Catholicism in England. That was the whole, that's what the whole show is about, right? So he had the Bible translated so that it would take that away from the Catholic Church. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah he was actually that. bisexual. He had two male lovers and one mistress along with a wife. Okay. They had like 10 kids with. We need to watch this. Yes, we do. We should, we'll start it tonight. We will start it tonight. No, I haven't got a chance to watch it. Um, sorry. <laughs> but uh, we will. We'll, we will definitely check that out. Um, any news on when you're going to get to golf again? Hopefully the end of the month. End of the month. Let's go. I'm he excited. told me I could go ahead and start trying to swing, but I'm just not quite there yet. I was, uh, I was doing some exercises like this in the gym of the day, and I had one where I just kind of loosened mm. my shoulder and brought it up, and I about dropped down my knees. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm well, getting there. We don't want to rush you. You come out right along. You'd be the cart girl if you want to bring right. some drinks. That's <laughs> my job. I love that job. <laughs> well, I'm excited to get back out there for sure. Without a doubt. But I guess if that good with you, Ashley, you've done a fantastic job producing Thanks. this we thing. Appreciate it. We do appreciate it. Gage, my ginger brother, I love you. Love you too, bud. Peace out, hoes.